You're listening to Magpie Radio. Pie Night is the official fans podcast of the Collingwood Football Club. Let's listen in to the boys in the Lexus Centre studio. Pies fans, what a big night here on Pie Night. Welcome one and all. I'm Kono, joined by Sugarfoot. G'day Kono, g'day driver. How are you Sugar? How are you Kono? Very big well. Big night tonight. Big, big night here on Pie Night. Why? Driver, do you care to answer that question? Oh, why? Because we've got the best of the best right here in the studio. Without further ado, the greatest player to ever wear the black and white stripe. Nathan Charles Buckley. Bucks, welcome to Pie Bucks. How are you, gents? Sensational. Very well, Bucks. Welcome again to Pie Night. It's great having you here. It's been a while. It has been a while. It's been been about a year. Bucks, apart from Presty, you're the only person... Who we've had as a guest on Pie Night twice, so you are. I feel so honoured to be in Presty's presence. Indeed, in, Presty. In, what have you got? To he'll, be, he'll be here later. You've got a message. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bucks. Uh, last time when we had you on, the opening question was, uh, "Where did it begin? Where did your mother and father meet?" And you couldn't answer that question. Now, no. Have you done your research? Have you found out for us since? No, I haven't. Sorry. More. Um, I'm seeing a lot more of mum and dad. Uh, since uh, the arrival of my son, Jet. Jet. So, um, How is Jet? He's going very well. They're enjoying uh, being grandparents, and it's uh, and I'm enjoying being a father. So that's been um, a major focus for me this year in uh, what's been a, um, a difficult year. Bucks, we assume Jet's now able to kick with both feet um, <laughs> at his age. But you say it's been a difficult year. Just this week, we had Caroline Wilson suggesting in the newspapers that Nathan Buckley has retired. I don't know where she got it from. There's a lot of rumour, there's a lot of innuendo. You're talking to the Magpie Army. Tell us you're exactly where you're at. Yeah, well, she Where's didn't, Nathan Buckley? She didn't suggest it. She um, she was actually quite matter-of-fact in, in stating it amongst other names, and that's her prerogative. And she, um, uh, I can't remember making a public statement about it. Um, and until I do, no one in the media will know what's going on. Exactly right. But as far as your recovery from your hamstring injury, how's it going? We heard that you trained this week. Um, have you set yourself a timeline for when you're going to come back or you're taking it one step and one <laughs> training session at a time? Yeah, I, I have been. Uh, I did get through training pretty well last uh, or yesterday on, on Wednesday. So that was encouraging for me. Um, but I've been here two or three times already this year and I need to get um, you know, a solid week of training under the belt before before I'd even contemplate uh, putting my hand up to play. And, well, uh, and how that eventuates is, will be sort of a product of, of how I can train in the next two or three sessions. Everyone in Magpie land, every fan, everyone here at the Lexus Centre wants to see you back on the ground. We know that. We know you're striving to get back there for the important time of the year. But in your time on the sidelines, what's it been like for Nathan Buckley to sit back and observe what has been going on this year, and what have you learnt from that as an observer of the game rather than as a player of the game? Well, there's a lot of things I've learned. I mean, um, it's reinfo- individually, it's reinforced how much I, I dislike being on this side of the fence um, when, when I, clearly I'm, I'm still a listed player and have the opportunity to, to play the game. Um, as far as a leader of the footy club, I've observed um, a lot of young leaders um, um, and. I suppose uh, even senior, even what you consider senior leaders uh, developing their leadership and and um, 
you know, making making sure that the future of the club looks very bright in that regard. And um, I suppose as a as a lover of the of the Collingwood Footy Club, I've I've, I've admired the way that that everyone in the uh, organisation has gone about this particular season and and the, the position that we've put ourselves in and the fact that um, you know that we've uh, we have uh, the whole the the results of 2007 are ahead of us, but our foundation's been fairly strong uh, to this point. Bucks, which particular players are you mentoring or is there more a sort of general role that you've got as captain to actually provide an example say on the training track or with strategies with setups with I guess preparation I mean you've been a master of preparation for so many years now is that something you're you're applying to say all the players or are there any particular players there that you're um that you're dealing with I've um we have mentor groups and and I have uh, Brent McCaffer Guy Richards uh, Paul Medhurst and Ryan Loney in my group and um, we identified pretty early in the year that that uh, our body language was, was important, an important part of our particular mentor group because at times uh, every man in that group was either you know could could wear their heart on their sleeve and, and show disappointment. So we've we've sort of focused on that. But unfortunately, Lones has had an up and down season. Stretch has been up and down. Metas has, has struggled at times, and and Calf. Um, and Cap hasn't been able to break on the senior list, and I haven't played a game, so <laughs> our body language has been tested. But uh, I think we've maintained positivity in that in that little group. But um, on a larger scale, I mean, I I, um, I pay attention to and always have um, the way every individual goes about their preparation, and um, I've never been um, I've never sat on my hands in regards to trying to let uh, different guys know. Um, you know, give them a pat on the back if I think they've done something well, or give them a piece of advice if I think that there's an area of improvement. And I think um, it's not something that uh, I've regularly done, and I think it's something that uh, more of our guys are doing. And and if you can be honest with each other uh, in and around the club in a professional and and you know a professional environment in in way of our preparation, um, well then it's easier and more expected uh, when you go forward and. And obviously on the on the game day, which is uh, most important. Bucks on game day, we've seen you on the monitors around the grounds at halftime, in particular, talking to individual players. Is that something that you do as part of a role that you're playing with the coaching staff, or is it just a bit of gentle advice, just because you happen to be there? Yeah, I, I think it gets gets blown out of proportion. I mean, I'm just doing what I'd do if I was a player. Um, I suppose you you get the opportunity to focus more on um, how other guys are going because you haven't got your your head over the ball or or in the middle of packs or um, or sort of working out where you're going to get your next possession or how you're going to have your next influence on the actual game. You're actually uh, you're just sitting down, uh, having a look and having a broad overview of how the the side is performing. So there are some things that you can see more easily. And therefore, there's uh, probably more definite feedback that you can give at, at, um, at during the breaks, in particular half time, because uh, I don't get down there at the quarter time or three quarter time breaks. But uh, I don't think it's anything different to what I do if I was I was sort of playing and leading out um, out uh, on the field, because I try and give that feedback to guys as often as I can. Bucks, I'll give you a scenario, uh, a bit of a tough one. Collingwood uh, as the Omens suggest Collingwood Geelong Grand Final. They've won twelve in a row. Yeah, Collingwood make the Grand Final. The doctor won't uh, get off the fence and say whether you're fit to go. You haven't played. Um, 
would you play or would you, with the potential for uh, for injuring yourself, or mm. would uh, would you stay out and uh, and leave room for another guy who's uh, who's played the whole season? Yeah, well, if I hadn't played a game until the grand final week, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't select me. There's no way I'd select me. Um, if I'd uh, trained for two or three weeks leading up to that game and had proven. Um, some sort of match fitness and maybe had been uh, or some sort of football fitness and had been tested uh, in certain areas well then that's a consideration to make but the doctors would say yes if that was the case and then it would be a selection decision but um, look if I uh, if I can't play a game uh, before the last week of the season there's no way that uh, that I'd be uh, selecting me if I was on the panel. Bucks you've played a lot of footy against a lot of opponents early this week Jason Akermanis came out and suggested that he believed that one player in particular who he, had play on, who, who he had played on mm. actually was using performance-enhancing drugs. And I have actually spoken to Jason Akermanis away from that article this week. Yeah. He'd also made those comments in a more inflammatory tone. Mm. What is your take on, firstly, drugs in footy, mm. and secondly, the, the AFL's response and the drug testing regime that exists at the moment in, in football? Well, firstly, I'd say that um, Jason Akamanis came out a couple of years ago and said that if you don't name guys, that everyone gets tarred with it. So it's mm-hmm. quite ironic that he's come out and, and written the article that he's written. But then again, not surprising at all. Um, mm-hmm. I'd, um, I think that the AFL and the players in general have handled the drug situation um, pretty well. Um, I don't think we're... Um, too short-sighted or um, obnoxious to think that there aren't parts of um, our playing group that would dabble either with illicit drugs or delve deeper into performance-enhancing drugs. Um, and we have systems in place to make sure that um, that if those guys go too far with it, and definitely with the performance-enhancing, um, I mean, that would be frowned on immediately. The illicit uh, drugs part of it is more a, a social issue. I mean, um, we don't want to be advocating that sort of, um, uh, well, recreation, they call them, but uh, we don't want to be advocating those choices um, amongst our playing group and we hope to send positive messages through society and I believe that our drug testing does that. And um, although Ben Cousins wasn't tested positive at any stage, I firmly believe that the system that was put in place flushed him out um, in some way to get to the point that he got to because if there wasn't any testing in place perhaps he wouldn't have to have modified his behaviours to the point where it became an issue. Now Bucks, when you first came to the club it was seen to be your destiny that you'd be involved playing, winning premierships with Collingwood. Is that a destiny you still hold? Well, some would say that the destiny was to play in grand finals and lose them given the club's history so that really hasn't been much different in the last um, decade or so well, we all want to change that but well, we'd love to change it and um and sometime in uh, in this club's history it will change um now whether it's this year which i'd love to be a part of um then that would be fantastic but um yeah my you, if you ask any player who's played for any period of time, I think the first two or three years you you want to prove that you belong in a in an AFL organisation and as a as a player and prove your worth to your teammates and uh, and for your family and friends. 
Um, but then after that, you, you uh, there's little doubt that um, the, the the thing that a player holds in highest esteem is the ability to play or, or the honour of playing in a, a premiership team. And if you're good enough on any particular year in a, in a certain uh, team, well, then you, you get that honour, but it just hasn't happened so far. Bucks, this year, we want you back on the park. We want you playing this year. In fact, we want you playing next year and the year after and the year after that. <laughs> but you've had Clearly. the opportunity <laughs> to sit in the coach's box because of your injury. You've also had the opportunity to commentate um, on games. Has that gave, given you an insight as to what Nathan Buckley's next career move might be after you eventually finish playing footy in five or and six that's years' time? exactly five or six years down the track. Yeah, well, I think um, there's, uh, there's a lot going on in the, the sport and the business of football, and playing is one of those things, but um, coaching is another. Uh, working in the media is, is probably um, another uh, logical progression. And I think you can learn a lot from stepping away from um, from an environment. So this is Collingwood are one of 16 teams, and, and I'd like to think that I watch the other teams pretty closely. Um, usually, you know, trying to beat them, trying to work out how to beat them or the individuals within it. But um, yeah, I enjoy the media side of it, and I think uh, I enjoy looking at football in an analytical sense and putting myself in certain positions and thinking what decisions would I make there or... Um, would I make? What did I think? Did I think what happened was positive or negative, and what can be improved on? And you know, that's um, that's something I'll always do, whether I'm involved in the game or whether I'm not. I think that's that's innate. So, um, but I'm enjoying all aspects of the of the sport, and I I dare say I always will. Bucks, just to close, um, got the uh, the mic and a number of fans out there listening in Pyland. If there's one key message that you could give them to uh, to take away and to look for towards the end of the season, obviously you're privy to the uh, inner workings of the club. Mm. What should the Pie fans be looking for from the uh, from the playing group going forward to the uh, to the year and hopefully the grand final? Well, I suppose um, what I hope the the fans see is what we strive for, and that is um, a team orientated focus from all our players. Um, hard football uh, and a consistent um, a consistent uh, attitude based primarily on you know disrupting the opposition so if you see our young and young medium and senior players uh, putting their body on the line when they need to being the ones that um, sacrifice themselves for the good of the team well then we could do anything this year Bucks, it's been an honour watching you on the field for so many years and let's hope and pray that this year you're going to get back on the field. We know that you're yeah. going to do everything in your power to make sure that's possible. And so are we. And <laughs> precisely so are we. We've already got the Denker rub ready to go. I've got the massage table in the corner, guys. All right, done. Me Excellent, first. please. <laughs> Shifts. All right. I've only got two One hour each. <laughs> As a driver, you can work on the other one. <laughs> Bucks, seriously, uh, good luck. And we really are praying that you get back on the field. And uh, look, whether it be as a, as a player this year or as a coach in coming years for the Pies, we want to see you uh, holding that cup aloft with the black and white streamers coming off it. Love to. Good luck and uh, all the best. Cheers, Thank you. Well done, Bucks. The Beach in Albert Park is one of the club's premier hotel venues. At night, the beach is one of Melbourne's trendiest places to meet and is a major destination during the spring racing carnival and summer months. It is also ideal for functions and conferences 
and is a much sought after venue for everything from birthdays to wedding receptions. To inquire about this outstanding Collingwood venue, visit www.thebeachalbertpark.com.au or call on 96904642. Ah, Bucks. Bucks the man, the alpha male. He is a great, great Collingwood man. He's just he's sprinted no, out of the a, studio. He's not just He'll a great Collingwood he's, he's a fantastic man. Full stop. He is just the best man uh, in and the world. And we know he, he will is. be back, Pies and, fans. And Driver, not only will he be back, but he hinted that you... <laughs> Well, any part I can play in getting the be- great man on the field, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I will do anything possible to get him back on the field because, Kono, last Saturday night, we needed him out there. We, we needed the leadership of Nathan Charles Buckley. I think, um, I'm not sure whether any Collingwood players turned up to play or whether they were holograms and Brisbane ran through us. Collingwood, 7-14, bad kicking again, 7-14, pretty six. To Brisbane, 22-17-149. Yeah, that's it. Okay, thanks a uh, lot, guys, for joining votes, us. anyone? I'm not giving any votes. I refuse to. Um, I, no three, no two. One vote to Heath Shaw because, Conno, I think you mentioned that leadership, he's got it in spades, showed it again, was leading from in front, and um, but really it was a terrible performance. Let's not there talk are about no it. excuses. Let's not talk about it. Let's avenge it. Indeed. That's what we have to do. I, Connor, how about your I votes? Give two votes to Nick Maxwell, who got hammered in the last game against Brisbane and did very well in this game. Kicked a couple of goals and stood up for us. And uh, Hita did show some leadership there in the back line. Uh, that's about it uh, for that horrid game against Brisbane. We Collingwood supporters are a very passionate bunch. Some would say mad. <laughs> This week's Mad Pie Sugarfoot. Can I? I'm mad about Bucks. <laughs> mad about the boy. I am mad about the Bucks. The man. The man. Bucks remembered who I was tonight. <laughs> How happy can you be? You've made it. What did he do? Did you he are the man. He stuck his paw out and he said, How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Driver. Ah, uh, Nathan Bucks. Buckley. What else can you say? The alpha male, the greatest player to ever play this game of AFL football. We're all mad about Bucks. We know he'll be back. He ran out of the studio tonight. He did. Actually, He's joined. getting back. He looks to great. top fitness just at the right time of the year, Cono. It's going to be sensational when he's back. And I can just dream of Bucks holding up that Premiership Cup. With 2007. Now, now guys, we better hurry Hollywood. up because Bucks is still on that table down there. We've taken a five-minute break. <laughs> we said we'll but we better go back See and guys, uh, keep right. massaging. See you, see you gentlemen. <laughs> see ya. And that was this week's Mad, Mad Pie. On this round in Collingwood, years gone by. Round 18 versus Carl Scum. Yes, Carlton, the evil empire, the eternal enemy, the devil incarnate, the team we hate the most. 
It was fitting that the great man, Nathan Charles Buckley, played his 200th game of AFL football against Carlton in a round 18 clash at the MCG on the 2nd of August 2002. The scum had beaten us earlier in the year, but since that time the young magpies had become the talk of the town as we marched towards our first finals appearance since 1994. But this night at the G was always going to belong to one man. The man. Oh, yeah. Just like he's done in every other game he's played for the Pies, Bucks led from the front. The stats only tell part of the tale. 26 kicks, 7 handballs, 8 marks, 6 tackles, 2 hitouts. Remember, we had the stunner in the ruck. And 2 great captain's goals. But the stats don't tell us how Bucks's milestone inspired the rest of the team to go out and crush the soul of the scum. Kick them when they're down. By a massive 108 points. Our record-winning margin against Carlton, which I think could have been bigger if Corey McAreer's gone had not kicked uh, a goal on the siren. Indeed. It was bliss to watch the Collingwood players led by Bucks start to erase the memories of that bitter past at the hands of the scum and help drive them to their first wooden spoon in their poisonous and evil history. Josh Fraser kicked a bag of five goals that night, but our 21 goals were shared by 12 players. Late in the final term, just to rub it into the enemy, fullback and regular guest Simon Prestigiacomo ventured to parts unknown for him and kicked only the third goal of his illustrious career. (laughs) Presti! 12 goal kickers, 21 goals. How sweet it was given the scum could only manage a meagre four goals for the entire night. The fans went wild. At the end, the 54,000 strong crowd stood as one, sang the greatest song ever sung. <laughs> it wasn't Umbop, was it? And saluted perhaps <laughs> no the greatest way. magpie of them all. Bucks. We celebrated the great man's 200th game in the style he deserved. Now it's the time to go out there and beat that record 108-point margin. Hang on a sec, Bucks. We're coming. <laughs> but never forgive, never forget the scum. Let's crush them. Kick them when they're down, then run over them one more time for good measure. And that was... On This Girl's Gum. G'day, Magpie fans. For more of Magpie Radio's finest, make sure you listen in to The Squawk. Exclusive to CollingwoodFC.com.au, The Squawk features two young magpies every week. The Squawk is the place where young magpies get excited. Squawk! Pies fans, welcome back to Pie Night. I'm Kono, joined by Driver and Sugarfoot, and we're here to preview the big match, Round 18 versus Carlton, 2.10pm MCG. We hate that Carlton scum. Sugarfoot, tell us how we might destroy them this Saturday. Con, we don't have three days on which to uh, (laughs) dissect how many ways we can beat these scumbags. Carlton are tanking. Cooter's retired. Lappin's out with an alleged hamstring. Lance Whitnell's out with fatness. Yeah, we heard heard during the week on the grapevine that uh, that Lance Franklin, sorry, Lance Franklin, fat Lance Whitnell, actually um, tried to eat all of uh, Cooter's going away cake. <laughs> Which is... Is that true? Someone said we he tried some... to eat Cooter's, Cooter's hip. <laughs> I tell you what, Cooter in his retirement is running some souvlaki shop out 
out in the outer suburbs with somewhere. Ange Christo, I and heard. Lance, I hear. Yeah, Ange and um, and Kuda are running special, the shop. Lance is their number one customer. They've given him a ten percent discount, and he buys about eighty percent of their product each week. <laughs> Look, they are Carlton are a very ordinary side. They've packed a bag. Look, one of the key things for us though is <laughs> that Simon Wiggins has been oh. is out with a hamstring. That's just going to open up the back line for us. <laughs> Look, no, guys, the fact is star. we are going to be hurting. Our players are going to be hurting after what happened last Saturday night. They're not going to go out there expecting an easy ride. They're going to go out there trying to avenge careers. And it's interesting, at Selection this week, we've got James Clement, a welcome inclusion Very to the well side. Jimmy. The captain Double of the side uh, this week. He's coming in, and Ryan Cook coming in for his first game. Cookie, great to see. What's that, um, our ninth uh, debutante this year? Our ninth debutante this year. He is the 1,070th player to play for Collingwood. Wow. There's a wonderful interview with Ryan Cook, with Cookie, on the Collingwood FC website, collingwoodfc.com.au. Pies fans, check it out. He talks about getting a bus, a busload of his family and friends coming to the MCG from Rosebud. To come and support him and support the Magpies. But, guys, the interesting thing is the outs. Scott Pendlebury, we know, he injured his foot. What a shame. Not as bad as and first quarter. Initial Sel- Selwood got five, dropped for weeks. three weeks. Let's, let's, let's have a look at this. Selwood was actually omitted for three weeks earlier in the year. Yep. What are the odds that this will cost him his rising star? Yeah, good uh, point. We'll see what happens there. But more importantly, we want to win a flag, Sugar. The omission, the omission from the side, surprise omission, Paul Lecuria. Now, I think that sends a message. Is Mick breathing? That sends, Is he still breathing? He must Didn't be he still breathing. Yeah, as long as he breathes, he'll be in the side. He but I must tell you what, be still breathing. It's a strong What a sign. message. It's a strong what sign. What a message to send to every single player on that list. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's how you perform. And it's whether or not you're going to... Be a leader and get Collingwood And Licker will bounce back. Yeah. Liquor will, will bounce, bounce back. back. He's, He's a, a proud man. Club. He's a champion. He's a handsome man. But every <laughs> single engaged, player... He, too? he is, he is engaged. engaged. Congratulations, Congratulations Licker. But um, every single player is going to know there are no reputations anymore. You're not there because the coach said you've got a job for life. You're not there because you think you're good enough. You're there because you show on the park on Saturday afternoon that you are good enough. And but that's what our players are going to be doing driver, this week. as you said... This Collingwood team, after having last Saturday night off and being uncharacteristically flat, will be absolutely itching to kill this Carlton side. Now, if if I may uh, be given the privilege of just quickly going through some of the names in this Carlton side, Jordan Russell picked nine a couple of years ago, hasn't lived up to hack. hack. Yep, thank you. Uh, Brett Thornton, another hack. Paul Boyer, uh, nothing. Bauer, Heath, sideways Scotland. Uh, basically, not good enough to wear the stripes. Indeed, uh, you know. Let, let's Sean Grigg. Who's Sean Grigg? Sean Grigg. Andrew Carrazzo Have is another one. Jared Waite, which is a, a player who's who's the son of a, a supposed Carlton great, who is one of the most unreliable and dodgy uh, sort of overrated players in the comp. Jonathan Brown kicked ten on him. Bryce Gibbs. Uh, sorry, I, I'd, I'd say Tyson this. Goldsack is five times a player. Bryce Let's Gibbs. Let's not is. talk about Carlton. No, 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 no. Because I like talk talking about, about how rubbish they are and how much you know. We've got. Kane Ackland, a St Kilda reject, and if that's that's a tautology if I've ever heard one. Kane Ackland in this side. I mean, Pies fans, it's so hard for me to just uh, contain you, my you enthusiasm. You can't see how we can't win this. It, b- whether, whether a ridiculous amount. We, we really should nudge. We're and, talking about the 108 points in on this round. 
you're looking at the t- Carlton have put it away. They can't afford to win another game unless they uh, unless they miss out on their priority pick. New co- it's it's an interesting dynamic because Brett Ratton's going for the job. He's going to want to win one or two more games, but then he's damned if he does, he's damned if he doesn't. Carlton don't want to win. Mate of mine who supports Carlton said, best thing that can happen for us is we only lose by five goals this weekend. Well, I tell well, you what, if they've got, got that Carl- sort of attitude, that's let's a, step on their throat. That's a Carlton supporter against them. Collingwood. And look, Pies fans, Last night, last night, last week, we really threw away the opportunity of having a huge percentage boost against Brisbane. We didn't even get the four points. This is the game where we not only get the four points, but we absolutely thrash Carlton. Our, our percentage is only at 97, which is not 99.7. Sorry, I'm just getting a bit excited. Percentage is going to be key. There's a lot of, a lot of teams that are it's, it's really close up the top this year. It's never been a more even year in my short memory. We lost 7% last week. We've Ridiculous. got to get that back that is, with a lot like of interest. The, it's like the share market, but like <laughs> Just there's bad. no subprime in Collingwood. <laughs> and it's bounced back. Now, Sugarfoot, who's a key player or key players from Collingwood that will absolutely tear Carlton a new draft pick? One week on, one week off, Anthony Rocker. Who's he going to play on? And I think my man is Judas Shine. Who's that? The Alan has not. He's just warming. He's playing okay. Hasn't been playing bad. He hasn't been playing great. Alan Didak. I reckon that's a great call. Remember this, guys. Alan Didak will kick eight goals at least. And you know what? You made the call again about Leon two weeks ago, and you were spot on. So let's hope your call's right. Driver. Well, Cono, I see a number of players being keys. Our midfield, the whole midfield. Tarkin Lockyer had an uncharacteristic bad game last week. He's a proud man. He's a true professional. Great interview with him this week, by this uh, month, by the way, in, in the Black In Black and White. and White magazine. And he's on the Check cover. Check out Pies fans. Tarkin no Lockyer on the cover. Being called the Tarkinator. The Tarkinator 2.0, the Robotarks, he'll bounce back. But the other player I expect to have a huge impact is Martin Clark. Last month or so, oh, yeah. he's been in tagging roles. This week is the week I believe Collingwood will unleash the secret weapon that is Martin Clark, the way he was playing at Williamstown with all his skills, all his left-side talent, to show Carlton what it's like to get a really good recruit from Ireland. Not like a hopeless. Oh, the ho- a hopeless brothers. They're the players I expect to give us <laughs> the winning edge. hopeless. Pies fans, last Conno, week... who do you see? We got absolutely smacked in the midfield last week. Our midfield uh, didn't turn up. I expect our midfield to rise as a collective unit. Players like Daisy Thomas will bounce back very quickly. We're going to see Swanee absolutely destroy Carlton this week. You know, we're going to have Pendles out. So what does it mean? It means that the likes of, uh, you know, our debutant Ryan Cook may be coming in and playing off the halfback flanker in the middle. But I reckon a player who's been a bit up and down this year, and he is a leader, and he really, really should be leading from the front, and that is Ben Johnson. I reckon Jono is going to absolutely destroy Carlton this week. Whoa. Tips, gentlemen, driver. Well, Cono, well, Sugarfoot, I've got to hurry up and get back to Bucks because his hammies are getting cold he's, again. He's calling out. My tip is we are going to go Come the on, big round three-figure sum. We're not going to get to 108. We'll get to 100. Just 100 points. That's what we're going to beat the scum by, and we better beat them because we never forgive and never forget. Sugarfoot. I'm going to go higher than that. 
Tarkin 2.0. I'm going to go for 20 goals that we will beat these scumbags by. 120 points. We had the great man in here. All these players just need to, if they need any inspiration whatsoever to go out and beat these guys or to beat anyone any week, they should just walk up to Bucks, look him in the eye and say, I love you, Bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Kono. We all love Bucks, don't we? (laughs) Yes. Scott Burns, three Brownlow votes, and he's only going to play for 40 minutes. That's my tip. And I reckon he's going to uh, just slot through a lazy three goals as well. And it's going to be part of our 18-goal winning margin. 108 points. That would be even. That would match it. It will match it. It'll be good. And let's hope that someone can sneak another We're getting there, Bucks. Hang on a sec. One sec, mate. But... Pies fans, let's not joke about it. We hate Carlton, and we have to <sighs> beat them. We have to grind them into the dirt. No like, mercy. Like, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we may and never have the opportunity for Carlton to be as rubbish as they Presti are right now. more than one goal in a game. I reckon Presty might. if you're listening, put Presty at full forward. Now, apparently Presty said he's not been Nick doing... Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell's a backman. Put Presty forward. <laughs> Presty's been doing some secret goal-kicking training. Isn't that right, Presty? How many points are you going to kick, Presty? No points, only goals, Presty. Remember that? <laughs> Done. Pies fans, it's been a huge show. We've had our superstar. We've had the alpha male, Nathan Buckley, on the show. We quickly reviewed the Brisbane loss. Then we went on to Mad Pie on this round. And, of course, the big preview. Collingwood Let's versus smash them. Pies fans, smash turn them. up to the MCG because we know these fair-weather Carlton supporters won't be there. Say be goodbye there. to Cooter. Saying goodbye to Carlton Football Club. They're a rabble, and let's destroy them. Saturday, 2.10pm MCG, where we, this week, more than any other week, will be saying... Go Bucks!